What's going on, everybody? I'm Heath, and I'm here with Steven. This is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. We have a really, really good episode lined out. We have an interview with Matt, huge LSU fan, coming up. I promise you, you do not want to miss it. Yeah, good Steven, stuff. It's really good stuff. We go back and forth. We have a good time. But don't forget to follow us on social media. We put a lot of good content out there. And the main thing we've had to talk about this week, Steven, let's just hop right into it, a hot topic. Let's go to the Brian Harson. Brian yeah. Horson. Just yesterday, right? Just so yesterday. This is Tuesday, November 1st. Yeah. So, Monday, November, what was yesterday? Uh, uh, Halloween, Halloween, October 31st. Halloween. Brian Horson gets the can from Auburn, Stephen. Yeah, everybody was expecting it. Um, a lot of people thought. The even though, week. Yeah, a lot of people thought in the bye week. Um, who did they, was it, it was Arkansas. Um, got really blown out against Arkansas, which I, I mean, I wasn't too surprised because I was, I mean, I've been high on Arkansas this whole year. KJ Jefferson missed one game and they, they lost. But, um, yeah, I mean, got blown out and was fired yesterday. And, I mean, everybody saw it coming. A lot of people debated whether it was at the end of the season or do you do it now. Right. Because well, I think having a new AD come in had a lot to do with it. Um, new AD, just go ahead and fire the coach. That way you can go ahead and be looking, even though you might not be able to officially hire someone because nobody – I mean, I wouldn't think anybody's just going to up and leave right. their their team in the middle of the season to come to Auburn. So the big name being thrown around, and I want to get your opinion on it, do you think they get Lane Kiffin? That's the name everybody wants to hear. What are your thoughts and who, who do you think they're actually going to hire? Because I got a name I think they're going to go after. I mean, you hear the big, the two big names you hear are Lane Kiffin and um, Deion. Deion Sanders. I would say Lane's more likely than Deion, yeah. um, but even then, I don't know how likely Lane is. I mean, I mean, I think it's possible because one of the things that he has talked about, even a lot of coaches, is now not only players will look at NIL to choose what school they go to. Now coaches, because if you go to a school with money and that's got money to give, you know, through NIL legally to these recruits, then obviously you're going to get better recruits. You're you're kind of limited at Ole Miss yeah. athletically and as far as money-wise. Um, I mean, look, if they win nine, ten games, people are stoked. I mean, they just won the baseball national championship – I just don't think you're going to – I think it's going to be very hard for him to build a, a consistent championship competitor right. like you would at Auburn or like Nick Saban has at Alabama or like you would at a LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, big schools like that. So I definitely could see him. I saw um, some of the, the Bama pages that we follow. They were like, Bill O'Brien is a great offensive mind. Auburn, you Absolutely. definitely – You should hire him, Auburn. <laughs> I would love if they hired Bill O'Brien, honestly. Me too. Take that headache off our hands. But I think they could get Lane. Like you said, you mentioned NIL. I think they could get him. I do think Lane, like, potentially deep down would maybe like to come to Alabama. So that, that would that would hinder I've it. read a lot of stuff that said he's just waiting. He, want, he wants to be at Bama. Maybe because yeah. he was here and he saw the support he would have, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. There's another name that I want to throw out there. Matt Rule, who just got fired by the Panthers. I think he'd be a sneaky good hire for them. I heard that they want somebody with coaching experience. And now college is different since Matt Rule got there. You know, you got the transfer portal now. You got the NIL throwing it around. And apparently Auburn has $11 million set aside ready to go to get players. And here's the crazy thing about college football. You look at Lane Kiffin. If Lane Kiffin said, you know what, I do want to go to Auburn. He could potentially take half of his team from Ole Miss. He could take Juggins, the running back. He could take Dart, the quarterback. He could take the receivers. Whatever players he likes, he could take them from Ole Miss and go to Auburn, and you basically just combine two teams and potentially 
make a powerhouse, you know? Absolutely. Now, what are the – I can't remember the transfer rules because let's say, let's say Lane goes and Dart wants to follow him. Dart transferred already in and didn't sit out. He would have to sit out if he transferred one more time, right? Don't you only get one free – I think one year of transfer? I think you, got, you get one free, but I don't – I think it's taking place like now. You know what I'm saying? So, I think – I think I'm not 100 percent positive. You may be right, but still, he could take Jukins, who's an absolute beast. Who he's already got a thousand yards rushing. Auburn didn't want. I think is yeah. what you told me. Yeah, so the story behind that, Jukins wanted to go to Auburn. Harson said no. He went with somebody else, and that guy is not getting any touches. So, yeah, I mean this, and I'll cue it up real quick. Did I do that? You know, we didn't plan on having one, but just as I'm thinking about it, the buyouts that Auburn's having to pay. I mean, they're still paying Miles on. They're still paying Chiswick. Chiswick. Now they're going to be playing Harson. And they're paying uh, Steele. Steele. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Steele. And that's still – I saw they're still – like the support staff from some of those staffs, they're still paying those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, they got the money. Right. And anybody that wants to feel bad for coaches getting fired or for fans celebrating them getting fired, look, if somebody came to me and my boss came to me and said, Steven – We'll give you $15 million over a period of time, seven of it, seven and a half of million within a 30-day period to not come to work and to work not work here for us. I'm not going to be too upset. I no, might I, I might be, be upset because, like, oh, I didn't do a good job, but, yeah. I mean, falling back on that 15 mil for not working, yeah, that would uh, definitely cushion the blow. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, he's probably not upset. I think he knew his time was coming – there's a video of yeah. him doing like the tiger walk and he's like over there by the you know fans like trying to give him high fives and like nobody would shake his hand except a couple kids. But you know, so he's calling that <laughs> that's really the <laughs> I'm not lying, dude. I saw the video, I should have sent it to you. Yeah, I, I I felt bad for the guy. So he, he was by the side and then he kind of just drifted off to the middle. But I feel bad for the guy. So he's fired. Them in Nebraska, two big jobs that are open. Well, let's go to another hot topic. That kind of broke over the weekend. Something that we talked about was weird, and then all of a sudden, was it was it the same day? I think that it, it came was the out? same day. Yeah, it was Saturday. So Josh Primo, Alabama. He was at Alabama. He got drafted last year, first round by the Spurs in twenty twenty one. Yeah, they picked up his option last week or the week before last, and then last week, like on Friday, they released him. One of their best players in their franchise. They released him. Best young player. Best young, young player. Primo puts out a thing saying he's got to work through some trauma he's dealing with. You know, it's trauma he dealt with as a child, and he's got to get his mental health right and stuff. Yeah. But what are your thoughts, Steven? Uh, it was definitely weird because, like you said, they, they picked up his option yeah, and then just, just cut him. And a lot of people were saying um, before the rest of the news came out of what actually happened – is it's weird. It's got to be more than mental health, health because yeah. they've worked with players in the past. They haven't just like, oh, we're letting you go. We're not putting up with this. Like, and then it comes out that, um, I, I think it was just one employee. I don't know if it was multiple, like it was with Watson. Yeah, I'm not sure. A, a, allegedly, he exposed himself to a female employee. Um. And that's all we know. I don't know if it was multiple times. I don't know if it was one time. And they were like, nope, you're done. We don't know. All we know is he exposed, allegedly exposed himself. Um, and then actually the employee that it happened to has hired the same lawyer that Busby, uh, um, yeah. that um, um, the girls with Deshaun, the girls Watson. With Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah he, he were, were, was their lawyer. Um, so when, I, when are these guys – when are – these athletes gonna understand, dude. You're millionaires. You are just wasting your career doing stupid stuff. Like it's just stupid. And I hope it does. I hopefully the whole story comes out so we can kind of wrap our yeah, heads around it. Obviously, innocent until proven guilty. But for the Spurs to the one of the you, most Spurs is the one of the most player friendly organizations that there is. Yeah, for the for any team really, especially the Spurs to one minute or one week pick up your option which was like eight million dollars. Yeah. And he's only like twenty. He's twenty, he's young. Twenty or twenty. He's so very 20. very young prospect. 
um, could play for many, many more years. For them to just come out and this week we're going to pick up your options so cause give you $8 million to continue playing for us one more year to the very next week, no, nope, you're done. We're cutting you. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's just based off of an alleged uh, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's based off of just an accusation. It seems like maybe they know, hey, this really did happen. Um, maybe they have proof. Um, like you said, like do anybody, like, wh- what are you doing? Like, what do you? What's your goal? What are you trying to? Yeah, it's frustrating how these guys hurting their careers and in some instances ruining their careers over just stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully story comes out, Spurs, him, hopefully they get it together. But we're going to take a quick break. we got an ad coming up. And after this break, we got a great interview with Matt. We actually picked this week's game. We, we talked Tennessee. We talked Georgia. We talked the big one, Alabama, LSU. I promise you're not going to want to miss it, so stick around. We're back. Matt, how you been doing, man? Been doing pretty good. How about y'all? We've been doing great. Doing good. So let me tease this. This is Matt, the future brother-in-law, Stephen's <laughs> arch rival. Stephen is an LSU <laughs> hater. Matt is a diehard LSU fan. I'm just gonna give you a backstory. I met this guy the first time. You know what he tells me, Stephen? What'd you say? He looks me in the face and says, "Yeah, I was at that game where Joe Burrow beat Alabama." And I, I said, mean, get out a, of my house. A, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's right. Come on, man. That's right. But Matt, we're we're glad to have you here. We're gonna let you be like a little guest picker here, like on game day. We're gonna pick these games, and then we're gonna talk about the big one, the real reason we got you on here, Alabama LSU. Yeah, real quick. So, have you been an LSU fan your whole life, or how that? Born come? and raised into it. Now, were I'm pretty you sure the first clothes I ever put in were LSU clothes? Were you? Were you? Uh, was it was it Baton Rouge you were born at? So I was uh I was born in Southeast Texas, but oh. all my family is from Southwest Louisiana. So there was no uh, no choice other than to be an LSU fan, and I'm glad to be one. So is it true? Do LSU fans really smell like corn dogs? I knew this was gonna come <laughs> up. <laughs> where did that come from? That's a known fact. I have, I've never I've I never have heard no of that. idea where that came from, but it is not true. As an LSU fan, I can tell you for a fact that I do not smell like a dang corn dog. Well, well I mean, you might. You're just used to it. I tried to sniff you when you came down. I was like, <laughs> I don't know this guy. I ain't gonna. I've never. I've never heard that before. All right, man. <laughs> is that like a TikTok thing? No, that's a, that's just a common thing that people I've ne- say. Yeah. I've never heard that in my life. That's, That's cool. just a Bama hating on LSU thing. That's got to be it. So, let's get to the first game. You got number 20, Wake Forest at NC State. I got – this This is a brutal game. NC State barely beat some trash team they played last week. I think Virginia Tech. Wake Forest got absolutely demolished by Louisville. I got Wake Forest bouncing back in this week. So, give me Wake Forest uh, 38-27. What you got on that one, Matt? I, I got to say, I like Wake Forest's quarterback, Sam Hartman. I've liked him since for the past couple of years. I think he's an extremely underrated quarterback. So I got to go, even though it's at NC State, I got to go with Wake Forest. I think it's probably going to be a closer game than even what the spread says. Uh, so I probably would say, I'm going to say 28-21 in favor of Wake Forest. Yeah, that was – um. Didn't I think Wake Forest just lost to they Louisville. Louisville? They got beat them by like forty. Out. Yeah. yeah, that was surprising. Um, not a lot of top twenty-five matchups, really. I think there's only three games that are top twenty-five. Um, we'll get to the others here in a second. Yeah, I, I like I like Wake Forest quarterback. Like you said, I think he's very underrated. Wake Forest actually is favored by four and a half points in this game. Um, I don't know. It just depends. Are does Wake Forest come back strong after getting demolished by Louisville? Um, NC State, I think, didn't you have them as a playoff team? Or a, a lot of dark lot, horse. As a dark horse, Their yeah. quarterback got hurt. That's true. Um, I'm going to go Wake Forest also. I'm going to go 31-28 Wake Forest. Our next game on the docket is Auburn, who just fired their coach at Mississippi State. Ugh, this game, you know, Mississippi State's 13.5-point favorite. You know, Cadillac Williams is taking over as kind of the interim for Auburn. I don't know, do they come out inspired? I think they will come out and play inspired football. 
But I still got Mississippi State. I think it's closer than the spread will show. So I got Mississippi State 35 to Auburn. I think Auburn gets up there and scores uh, 31. So 35-31. Who you got, Matt? Man, this is tough because Auburn did fire their coach, which I don't know if that's going to be positive for them or negative. Probably positive because their coach is terrible. Um, but I think Mississippi State's got just a better team unless Tank Big Z just gets a, a fed like crazy. I mean, he's the best running back for sure uh, for that team. But I think Mississippi State's going to pull it out. I'm probably going to say – I'm going to say – Kind of close to what you said, 35-24 in favor of Mississippi State. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think we're all going to go with State. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. It it just depends. Some teams, when they fire their coach, come out and are just dead the rest of the year. Some teams are, you know, like he said, just get a, a fire lit in them and it um, kind of ignites them. I think uh, Cadillac will do a good job. Better than, I mean, you can't do much worse than Harson. No. Um, so I think he does a good job being an Auburn alum and a former Auburn player, Auburn great. Um, I think the players will really play hard for him. But in the end, I do not think it will matter. I just think Mississippi State is better than them. I have it way closer than the spread, though. I have it 38-35 Mississippi State. Yeah, so we pretty much all got that. We all got State there. Our next game is two teams that have really been disappointing this year. Florida at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm going to go Texas A&M here. They played really – they played better against Ole Miss last week and showed some fight. I think going to that five-star quarterback really helped. I still don't – they don't have a great offense, but Florida just has been disappointing. Anthony Richardson just struggles to throw the football, and I cannot understand why these NFL scouts keep saying he's going to be a top-ten pick. I just don't see it. He's got a lot of raw talent, but I think A&M's got a good defense. So, give me A&M and kind of a lower scoring game. I got A&M uh, 27 to Florida's 24. Matt? I, I think, I mean, I love Billy Napier. I'm not going to lie. He was one of my people that I was hoping would get the LSU job. Um, but, I don't know. That five-star quarterback at A&M, if he gets the start and start this week again, I think that probably would put A and M over. Um, but I'm gonna go with a close one. I'm gonna say low scoring game. I think both these teams have good defenses. I'm gonna say 21-17 in favor of A and M. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, it just you don't know what Anthony Richardson you're getting. Um, I still he hasn't been great this year as a quarterback. He's still a freak athlete. Um, I know he got, I mean, literally the first offensive play of the game for Florida versus Georgia, he got hit low. It wasn't a dirty hit, but it, he just got hit low, kind of twisted the wrong way and was kind of limping around the rest of the game. I don't know if that will phase him the rest uh, of the, the week and into this game. Texas A&M does have a great defense, um, even though Ole Miss surprisingly just ran it down their throat um, that whole yeah. game. But anyway, I think – I think Texas A&M's defense kind of holds out. I think the five-star gives them a little something more than the other quarterbacks. But I still think it's a very low-scoring game. So, I'm going A&M at home, 24-21. to 24-21. And our last game before the Alabama-LSU game, the playoff, college football playoff rankings come out tonight. And I think these could be two of the top three teams. Tennessee at Georgia. Georgia's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Matt, I actually want you to start this one. Give us your thoughts on this game and kind of what what do you think is going to happen and give us a score. This game is so hard for me to pick, if I'm being honest, because I've seen this Georgia team be great. They made Oregon in the first game of the season look like a bunch of high schoolers. Yep. But I've also seen them struggle. They barely beat some some lower-ranked SEC uh, schools. So – Tennessee, I've seen it firsthand. That offense is dang near unstoppable with Hendon Hooker at the quarterback. And they're just now getting their top wide receiver back. They haven't even had him for the past couple of weeks. So I think that Tennessee offense is going to be almost impossible to beat. But with that being said, if there's a team that can stop them, it'd be that Georgia defense. They have one of the best defenses in the country, if not the best defense in the country. 
I definitely think it's going to be a closer game than what the spread says. So if I'm picking, I think I'm still going with Tennessee. Uh, I think they're probably the top team in the SEC going to win it. And I'm going to say that's tough. I can't, I can't think of how to pick the score for this game. I'm probably going to say Tennessee wins 45 to 38. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I could be way wrong. It could be a way higher scoring game. It could be a way lower scoring game. But I think that Tennessee offense is going to be uh, just a little bit better than Georgia's defense. Yeah, that's a – like you said, it's a really hard game to pick. Um, and I, I think we kind of plan on spending them little bit of time on this game and then the Alabama-LSU game. For me, like you said, it's just what Georgia are you getting? Are you getting the Georgia that probably should have lost to Missouri? Um, and Kent State. And, you know, has struggled, yeah, against Kent State, two extremely lesser opponents. Are you getting the, you know, like you said, made Oregon look like they shouldn't even been in the same ballpark as them. Uh, I'm going to go – and we had a question here, you know, can Georgia's defense you never you're not gonna stop Tennessee's offense, but can they slow them down enough? I'm gonna say they can slow them down enough for two reasons. I think they learned what not to do watching the Alabama film. And I also think one of Alabama's problems was they couldn't get pressure on Hooker. They had Tennessee had a very good game plan of having extra blockers and only like three wide receivers going out. Um, and Alabama had no interior pressure. Georgia has a defense, and one of the guys who's going to be a top pick in the draft, uh, I think his name is is it Carter? Carter, Jalen Carter, maybe. Um, defensive tackle, but j- just a, a monster inside, not just a run stuffer, gets a ton of pressure up the middle. So I think maybe him putting pressure, he's going to be the biggest piece to me for if they can – slow down Tennessee's offense. If he can get a lot of pressure up the middle like he has been, he's been injured, but he came back, was massive against Florida. Um, I think they can get enough stops. And then as we've seen, Tennessee's, like statistically Tennessee's defense isn't very good. I think it's like right now it's 83rd or 84th total defense in the country. So not a very good defense. I'm going to go Georgia and a very close one. I'm going to go 48 a 45. I still think Tennessee puts up oh. over 40 points. You said Georgia slowed them down. You got Tennessee hanging 45 that's, on them. Yes, that's slowing them down. Did they score in like a minute and a half, two minutes? Okay. So, so you, I'm going to go, not slow. I'll say, when I say slow them down, I mean get just enough stops to win the game. So I'm going to go 48 45 Georgia. This game, I am so excited to watch this game. Maybe just as excited to watch the Alabama LSU game. This game, huge matchup. I, I like Tennessee, and here's why. I think Tennessee's more battle-tested. Yes, Georgia played Oregon to start the season. That's a long time ago. Georgia hasn't really played anybody recently, and this is who Tennessee's had to play. They played Kentucky. You're like, oh, Kentucky's trash. Kentucky was ranked 19th last week. They beat them by 38. They played Alabama. They beat Alabama. We all know what Alabama is. And then the most impressive one to me is they played LSU at home and beat them 40-13. to 13. I think what a lot of people get confused is about Tennessee. You see Hendon Hooker, he can throw it. You see Jalen Hyatt, he can go get it. They got Cedric Tillman back, their potential first-round draft pick. They think all they do is third round. No, they are physical. They run the football, and I think that'll be a big key. And Georgia losing Nolan Smith, a potential first-round pick for the season, rushing the yeah. passer, I think is going to hurt them. And I do think Tennessee – so, the difference to me is Alabama had Bryce Young. Georgia doesn't have a Bryce Young. Georgia runs the football a lot. I think Tennessee's really good at stopping the run. And here's another thing. Kirby's defense is, is pretty much similar to Nick Saban's defense. And you saw what Bryce Young did. Who I think Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker, they're, I mean, I think they're both really good. They're neck and neck to me with quarterback potential. You take them, and you take what we did to Georgia in the SEC Championship. Georgia had a much better defense than they do last year. When the, uh, we had our weapons, J-Mo and Mechie, Tennessee's just got that. They got those yeah. receivers in better. 
Yeah. And I think they got a really good offensive mind. So give me Tennessee. I got Tennessee uh, 48. It is so hard to stop them. I got Tennessee 48 to Georgia's 38. So you think it's going to be a double-digit game? Yeah, I do. And the thing is, if Georgia, unlike Alabama, if Georgia falls behind, they're going to expo- they're going to expose uh, Bennett. Bennett like we did in the SC Championship. Georgia has to play either one possession game or from the lead for them to be successful. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, so that's so I had Georgia. Y'all both had Tennessee, right? Didn't y'all both have Tennessee? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an exciting afternoon of football um, for sure. Let me say one more thing. Didn't mean to cut you off. Jalen Hyatt, if you look at his numbers and Devontae Smith's numbers through eight games, Hyatt is right there. He is a sleeper dark horse for the Heisman. The dude has had, like, I want to say – I saw something where he had like ten touchdowns in the last four games. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's been on an absolute tear. I think he got what nine of those versus Alabama. Felt like five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he he he's been having a huge year. Um, so moving on to the main game of the weekend, at least for this podcast, anyway. Um, before so we're going Alabama at LSU. It's a is a six o'clock game, six thirty game. Um, Alabama, to me, surprisingly to me, is a 13-point favorite. I think it should be um, a lot closer to that, mainly because Alabama's on the road. Um, and so before we get to our picks, so let's talk just real quick. So I know LSU didn't start off the way – they didn't start the year off um, like everybody expected. So I don't know how you talk much you talk to your family about LSU and stuff, Matt. What are y'all's feelings and your feelings specifically about – Brian Kelly and the job he's done, and then kind of the team as a whole, maybe even specifically the quarterback. I'll tell you, from the Florida State game to now, this team has turned a corner, and they've found their uh, they've definitely found their stride. LSU, I was not a fan of Jaden Daniels. You can ask Heath. Heath and I were texting back and forth during that during pretty much every LSU game. Where I was like, I was yelling at the TV. Why is this kid starting? Why is he in the game? He's terrible. He just has happy feet. But over the past two, three weeks, really since the Tennessee game, so post-Tennessee game to now, we've played Florida and Ole Miss. And then we had a bye last week, and then we got Alabama this week. Jaden Daniels and this LSU team have turned a corner playing against Florida. He actually stayed in the pocket, got good pocket presence, had good protection to where he could get uh, wide receivers like Keyshawn Booty in the game. Who Keyshawn Booty is one of the top wide receivers in all college football right now. And uh, through the first couple of weeks, he was a shell. He was getting one, maybe two catches a game. Yeah. So I think he's a huge factor in getting this offense turned around. Um, I think he's been a phenomenal leader through his uh, slump, and now he's coming out of it, and we can really see that uh, that offense turning around, and we put up 45 points on a good Ole Miss team. Yeah, so, so what you said right there, and I can attest, you did not like Jaden Daniels. I didn't, but I'm right there with you. You know, looking at their schedule, they it, it looks like they've turned a corner, and yeah. I don't know what Brian Kelly did. But the offense looks different. Jaden Daniels looks more calm. He's finding his receivers. And let me tell you this, LSU's got one of the best receiving cores in the country. Yeah. I mean, they are really talented. And I look at that old old Miss game in particular. I'm not sure about y'all storming the field. But, you know, you beat a number seven team in the country. And to me, the key was, and one of the keys to this game, you know, I'm just going to jump into it, is LSU's ability to pressure the quarterback – Blitzing four guys. They got some elite pass rushers. Old, what's his name? Ojolari? DJ, uh, yeah, Ojolari. Ojolari. He's got a brother that plays for the Giants. He's at LSU. He's phenomenal. They got a freshman that really gets after the quarterback. And that, to me, that's going to be a big key for Alabama. One of the reasons that I think Alabama could win, they've got to be able to block and protect Bryce. And then yeah. – Vice versa, you, we got to put pressure on Jaden Daniels, Stephen. Absolutely, uh, yeah. He, he 
like you said, what did not look good the first, what, four games, five games. I mean, really leading up into the, um, like you said, the Florida and and um, Ole Miss game, he, he did not look very good. But, yeah, he's definitely looked more comfortable. He started to use his legs a lot more, which I think, I mean, it's part of his game. You know, if, if you've got a mobile quarterback, you've got to incorporate, incorporate that into uh, their game and let them be comfortable doing what they do. And it, it kind of helps with the uh, passing. Um, sorry, I don't know if you all heard that. I was getting a call, scam call from DirecTV right there. Um, wait, are we in this? Hold on. I'm sorry. What the, What happened? Matt, you there? Would you, did we lose you? Hold on. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry. Good to have you back. Direct TV's <laughs> sending me scam calls in the middle of my pod, our podcast. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. But yeah, so no, Jaden Daniels has looked very good. Um, and we'll get kind of get right in. I think we're gonna, you know, uh, us from Alabama perspective and you from LSU, we're gonna Heath and I give reasons why we think Alabama can win this game, but then also give reasons why we think Alabama can lose this game because I think it could go either way. I mean, it's a rivalry game, really. Any rivalry game can just about go anyway, but especially with uh, two good teams like this. So, Heath, you want to start it off? Yeah. Let me just take you back to Bryant-Denny last year. LSU was playing with third and fourth string players. Yeah. And they took Bama to the absolute wire, 20-14. to 14. The LSU was playing with Ed Ogeron, who knew he already got fired. Yeah, and they took Bama twenty to fourteen, playing with third and fourth stringers, and last year's team was better than this year's team. The reason I think it's going to be an extremely close game. I'm going to give you my score a little later. The reason I think this game is going to be close, but I do get the edge to Alabama. Two players on offense, Bryce Young. He has been Superman, and you can't he's, say enough. He's had to be. Yeah, he's had to be. You can't say enough great things about Bryce Young. He's phenomenal, and then Jameer Gibbs. Anytime you have a guy like Gibbs that just has the ability to hit his head on the goal post and just score a touchdown anytime he touches the ball is great. Our receivers are trash. We say it all the time. But those two guys and then on the defensive side of the ball, it's all about containing Jaden Daniels and getting pressure on him. And I love – oh, Eli Ricks is going to be huge this game. Transfer from LSU, a little bad blood right there. But getting yeah. pressure – Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, Will Anderson, got to get pressure on the quarterback. Now, what are reasons? Give me some reasons you think Alabama will lose this game. Me? Yeah. Oh, simple. Uh, no discipline. If I think this game is going to be extremely close. No discipline. I think they will make boneheaded penalties. They play terrible on the road. They keep saying anxiety. I'm sure they'll have anxiety going into Baton Rouge, Death Valley at a night game. So, penalties, undisciplined. Bill O'Brien's inability to get guys open, receivers, and then I don't think we're going to be able to protect Bryce the way we need to. And then on defense, I think it's going to come down to we got to contain from the big plays. We've struggled with it all year. When Texas had Quinn Ewers, he got him. Hendon Hooker got him. Now, Daniels is nowhere near Hooker, but he's a good quarterback, and they have a tremendous receiving core. So that so defense is big plays and boneheaded penalties and then offense, inability to create separation from receivers and undisciplined. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you on both points. Why I think Alabama can win, mainly because of Bryce. Um, he's had to be Superman. Um, I think the defense, you know, LSU's offense isn't Tennessee's. The, uh, they go a different pace. I mean, they might, they go some hurry up and whatnot, but it's it's – Nobody goes at the same pace as Tennessee as fast as they go. Um, so I think Bryce and playing in big games, you know, as we saw, I mean, just think about it. How horrible they play. 17 penalties versus Tennessee. Terrible, terrible mistakes. Uh, fumbles, this and that. Played horrible. Blown coverages. And they still could have won the game. Um, so to me, that's why they will win. But why they will lose is pretty much everything you said. They play – they just – they're not disciplined on the road. I mean, Texas should have lost 15 penalties. Arkansas, 10 penalties. Tennessee, 17 penalties. Um, not a very disciplined team at all. Mobile quarterbacks have given Alabama problems in the past. This might be one of those games where, you know, 
he makes enough plays with his legs. And Bill O'Brien is another reason they might lose this game. Go ahead. We got something to say. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're an Alabama player and somehow you listen to this podcast, (laughs) please, for the love of God, if you come on a blitz, break (laughs) down. Don't try to kill him. Break down. I have seen too many times against uh, athletic quarterbacks, we run in there, you know, and try to take kill shot. He takes it one step to the left, and you go flying past him. Break down and get the guy to the ground. He's too much of an athlete. Absolutely. But uh, I guess my last point, Bill O'Brien is one of the reasons I, I just don't trust him. You know, anybody, and Matt, I don't know if you watch, you, you probably do. Hannah probably makes you watch all Alabama games. But um, <laughs> if you don't watch the game, if you look at the box score, you think, what are y'all guys complaining about? Y'all putting up 49 points against Tennessee. You're putting up 30-something points, 40, you know, tons of yards of offense, this and that. But it's like if you watch the game, most of the offense, 30, 35% of the offense is Bryce just running around, Beautiful. you know, sitting, kicking his feet back because they were only rushing three, waiting for people to come open, or if they're blitzing, you know, running around, avoiding pressure, and then finally making throws. It's just it's not good. I don't think he draws up very good plays offensively. So we'll give our – Matt, once you go, we'll give our picks. But, yeah, so, I mean – those are reasons Alabama definitely, definitely could lose in this game. So, what about you looking from a LSU perspective, Matt? You want me to give the reason LSU will win or the reason Alabama will win? First? Give us the reason. Give us both. LSU. I, look, I don't want you to fake, but talking about Alabama. Give us the reason LSU is going to win and say it with your Come chest. On. Come on. So, LSU has found their stride. Like I said earlier, they're on their hot streak. They came into the past two weeks and really wanted to make a difference. Um, our offense has found its stride. Jaden Daniels is actually being in the pocket and escaping only whenever he needs to instead of having happy feet. So I think that's going to be the big thing. Like y'all said, Alabama struggles with a mobile quarterback. Jaden Daniels can be on the run and hit, still hit an accurate pass. Two, I think Alabama's wide receivers are going to be the reason. LSU's got some good defensive backs back there that can intercept the ball, and if the ball's hit up in the air, it's going to be a tip drill, and I think LSU could come down with it more often than the Alabama players. Now, Bryce is a great quarterback. i got to give it to him. He won the Heisman last year. He's still been phenomenal this year, even with Bill O'Brien, who I think is his biggest weakness. Yep. Um, Amen. But he can't be Superman all, all game, every game. This LSU, our front four, is phenomenal. They've been getting pressure on the quarterback. They've been sacking the quarterback. Now, an Anthony Richardson fucked off an 80-something yard run against us. But I don't think Bryce is as mobile as Anthony Richardson. So I think they're going to be able to do a good job containing him, and I don't think Bryce is going to be able to make something out of nothing um, on those busted plays like he has been the past couple of weeks. I think the biggest key for LSU is finding a way to take Jameer Gibbs out of the game. The kid is phenomenal. He's going to be a beast in the NFL for many years after this. But if LSU can find a way to stop him, then Alabama's got no way of producing any offense. He is their biggest threat behind Bryce, and Bryce can't do it all by himself. Absolutely. So and I think, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, buddy. Uh, but I, I was going to say they, real quick, uh, kind of a wild card here that we I didn't even bring up and you didn't either, is Tyler Harrell, the transfer from Louisville. Is this the game that he – you know, he played at the end of the Mississippi State game. He's in for a few minutes. He's been hurt all year long, and they're saying he's back. He's just learning the play. He's getting up to full speed and being confident. He's a guy that they were very high on who allegedly runs four two forty. you know, as the speed. And I guess apparently that's what Bill O'Brien's offense needs is a four two four guy. So is this the game that he comes back and has a big impact? You know, because if you run four two forty, you don't need to get the ball to make an impact. You know, because the defense is going to be so threatened by your speed, it kind of opens up plays underneath for other guys. So we'll see if he can't start ahead of Jermaine Burton, then he's just horrible. Yeah, he's horrible. So you were mentioning about Gibbs, Alabama stopping Gibbs, and I absolutely agree with that point. If LSU stops Jermaine Gibbs, we are done. Bama yeah. is done. So other than that, 
you said that's one of your keys. Do you have any more keys to LSU winning, or why would LSU lose? I mean, they gotta get they gotta get Bryce on the ground. Don't do don't be stupid and. I mean LSU. I saw it earlier this season. I can't remember the player. Yeah, had big number eleven. Uh, it was Ali Gay, I think. Yeah, had an easy sack. Headbutts the quarterback. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, I saw that guy. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, Florida State got kicked out of the game. Yep. Uh, it was it was the worst, like the easiest targeting call I've ever seen. My freaking little two year old niece could have easily called a targeting on that, but. I think if LSU can get Bryce Young on the ground and kind of intimidate him a little bit because he hasn't been on the ground much this year. He's been able to get out of the pocket and make time for his receivers or Jameer Gibbs to get open. But if they can get him on the ground, I think that adds to the factor of the fact that it's a night game in Death Valley, and it's going to be loud. I guarantee you, I've been in Death Valley many a time for high, for Alabama LSU games. For A and M LSU games for these top notch games, and it is loud. The stadium is shaking, so I think that's going to also be a factor for LSU is the fact that it's at home, at night. I mean, there ain't no college stadium that's as loud as Death Valley at those times. Yeah, that's why it's got a name, Death Valley. Well, you made a great argument. I'm going to give my prediction. I, I got Alabama winning. No surprise. Honest, I'm not. Li- if you're listening, I am not one of these. Listen, I'm not one of these guys. Alabama versus the world. They'll, they'll, they'll go to the NFL and go undefeated. I'm not an idiot. We picked Tennessee Listen, to beat them. Yes, I legit. And I picked before the season. I didn't think LSU was going to look this good. They have really turned the corner these last two games. This is going to be an extremely tough game. And I will not be surprised if Bama loses either this week or or against Ole Miss, if I think they're going to – I think they could potentially lose more this week than against Ole Miss just because I Ole Miss, I think, is showing a lot of flaws recently. But I got Alabama 34-27. to 27. I think it's a little – I guess that's a lower-scoring game. I just don't – I don't know what Mississippi State did against Alabama in the second half. I don't know if that's something LSU can duplicate and kind of that defense Mississippi State was running because they shut Gibbs down, dude. They really shut him down. Yeah. And they got to they gotta watch Jaden Daniels running the football. But give me Alabama 34-27, to 27, Steven. Yeah, I'm going to go, again, shocker, Alabama. Um, I think mainly because – so it, as great as Jaden Daniels has been, this is his first – you know, he came from where? Arizona State? Yeah, he's never played in games a game like this, ever. It's going to be a highly emotional rivalry game. You know, both teams are going to be trying to just kill each other mm-hmm. and just hard hits and just extremely high emotion. Can he manage that? Now, I think him running the ball is part of managing that because it's not much thinking. It's just you know because a lot of quarterbacks, especially mobile quarterbacks, once they get hit once or twice, they're kind of calm. As weird as that sounds, it calms them down yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't. LSU's offense isn't up there with Tennessee's, and Alabama has showed that they have to get in a shootout. They are capable of doing that. I mean, there's just so many different variables that can go into this game. I mean, it honestly could go either way. I think if it, whichever way it does go, I think it's a close game. I don't think there's any blowout either way. I'm going to go Bama 38 35. Matt, give me your prediction and be honest with yourself. <laughs> I know you're an LSU fan, but if you're feeling Bama's got them, go with your gut, man. Before I give my prediction, the reason LSU could lose is our special teams. Oh yeah, they're they're mention, awful. I didn't I didn't go into this. We didn't I didn't get to hit this yet. But if LSU can't catch the dang punt or a kickoff and hold on to the ball, then it's game over. LSU has to step up in our special teams this week. And if we can, then I think that's been the reason a lot of teams have scored points on us is they've gotten the ball deep in our half, made short field, scored points on us. So I want to say that before I give my prediction. So assuming the emotions of the game don't take over, it's going to be hard. I think LSU at home, I'm going upset alert. LSU at home is going to beat 
Alabama. I'm going to say it's going to be a real close game. I think it's going to be a field goal. I think the spread's what, a 13-point yeah, spread? 13. Which is just crazy because, yeah. like I said, LSU, LSU's on their stride and Bama's kind of picking it back up after uh, Mississippi State last week, right, or two weeks ago. Yeah. But I'm going to say LSU wins five field goals, 27-24. In a last-minute Game winning drive. Now, if they do this, do y'all have a river close by to throw the goalpost in, like Tennessee? Mississippi. You know the the Mississippi River is yeah. literally less than yeah. a mile from the stadium. Is it? Oh, so yeah. y'all have been there. I haven't been to a game, but I've been there. The Mississippi River is close. Is it? I've never it been is, to that stadium. It is probably less than a quarter of a mile from the stadium. So you got LSU winning twenty-seven to twenty-four. Matt, I got LSU. You are coming down for Thanksgiving in two weeks, man. If you don't know, Matt is living in North Carolina. You're coming down with my sister in two weeks, three weeks or something, three weeks. If LSU wins, I'll take you out for dinner, man. That's the deal. We didn't say what but, restaurant. Hold on, Tom, like, oh, oh so if Alabama wins, you're taking me out? You know what? Alabama wins, I'll take you out to dinner. Now, I didn't say anything like fancy, but, you know. McDonald's, we'll, we'll ordering water. <laughs> Wait, where's that value menu at? <laughs> hey, we're we're on a budget. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you got LSU winning. Okay. That's good stuff. Now, Matt. Go ahead. You asked me you asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have put what Bama winning easily. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. LSU's on their stride. And I, I really believe in them. I believe in Brian Kelly right now. And I believe in Jaden Daniels. I think they're gonna be able to pull it out. Well, I will definitely be texting you during the game. I know you will be watching with probably a bunch of Alabama fans, so I'm not sure what that vibe's going to be like. Hopefully, you and my sister make it through because my sister's a diehard Bama fan. Hopefully, y'all make it through this game stronger. You know, you got to watch I in separate it. rooms. Yeah, so you're not fighting <laughs> each other. But Matt, yelling at each other from across the room. That's right. Hey, throw a corn dog here in the head, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I really appreciate you coming on here. Talking a little LSU, we don't get a lot of LSU talking here, but we really appreciate it. And hopefully, hopefully you're not right, but you could be right. So be, should be a good game. Good game, should hey be man. A good game. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks we'll talk to you later, man. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Bye, y'all. Everyone, stay around. We're gonna be hitting on some NFL coming up here shortly. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to look at some NFL stuff, um, specifically talk more about the Patriots and Mac Jones, their handling of that situation and Tua. So let's go ahead and start off with the Patriots. Um, Mac Jones got hurt after three games. Yeah. Bailey Zappi comes in, um, has a good two games, and then they play the Bears. Mac Jones doesn't look great. They put Zappi in. He leads them for two touchdowns. And then the Bears blow them out. And then this past week, they beat the Jets. So, the whole situation is kind of weird. A lot, I don't think they've handled it very well. A lot of the fans are going for uh, Zappy. And I, the article I sent you, did you, was you able to read that whole article? Mm-hmm. About how, for one, I got my thoughts on the clowns Bill Belichick hired to run the offense. Yeah. Um, it's bad. Dude, so if you don't know, he hired Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to run the offense. They might be – Matt Patricia might be a good defensive guy. They have never in their whole entire career been on the offensive side of the ball, ever, calling plays or anything. That would be like – okay, let's just – let's say I'm a construction worker, right? Let's say we're both construction workers – and we build the building. We put the roof on, we the foundation, put the steel up, mm-hmm. all that stuff, drywall, blah, blah, blah. We know we're, you know, we've done it. Our boss comes to us and says, hey, got these two guys. They're going to be over you. They're going to make you better, make us more efficient, make us a better overall company, blah, blah, blah. 
you're talking to these guys and you're like, oh, so what's your experience in, you know, construction, putting up building? Oh, well, you know, I've never actually put up a building myself. I've never actually done any of the work. I've just been sitting in the office, you know, purchasing stuff and, you know, talking to people on the phone and doing HR stuff. And, uh, but I've never actually done it myself. But I have an idea of what you're supposed to do. That's bad. That's basically what it's like. It, it's ridiculous. And there's a lot of Alabama fans that listen to this. So think about it from this perspective. It's like Pete Golding going and getting a head coaching job and being one of the worst head coaches in college football and then Nick Saban feeling bad for him saying, come on, Pete, come on back to Alabama. I don't have a job for you on the defensive side, but you can come be my offensive coordinator. Yeah, like, and quarterbacks coach. And quarterbacks Never done it, Are but hey. Are you kidding? Like, it makes no sense. And I know some coaches think, well, he's got all that experience coaching the defense. He knows what the defense is looking for. Stop. Just stop. I mean, just stop it. Nobody else does that. If you watch their you. games, their their offense is not good at all. I mean, they just beat the Jets. They still only put up was 22 it, 20, points. 20? Could like – Four field goals. Yeah, and that's with Zach Wilson giving you three interceptions. Yeah. He, I mean, he threw three interceptions. You only scored twenty two points. Um, and I don't think I don't think Zappy's a bad quarterback. I mean, I think he could be good in a good the right system. Um, but I don't think it matters if Mac Jones plays, if Zappy plays. They're just not a good offense. Um, and but it, it, it's pretty obvious when Jones is in, and then when Zappy's in, the play calling is like it's like a complete. 180. And the article I sent you that they was actually talking about this is that when Zappy's in, it's a lot of play action, easy throws, safe throws. When Jones is in, they hardly ever run play action. They throw the ball deep more than any other team in the league, which blows my mind because they have one of the worst receiving groups in the NFL. Like the Dolphins, who have the fastest group of receivers in the NFL, don't even throw it deep as much as you do. And you have below average wide receivers. Makes no sense. Um, and especially, you know, as a rookie last year, that's he was he excelled at throwing off the play action. And they come in there like, you know what? You did good last year. We're not going to do any of it. Uh, it's just, I mean, they're relying on their defense to just carry them through like they did versus the Jets. And their defense isn't that good unless yeah. they play a trash quarterback. The Bears hung, what, yeah, the, the, the Bears, who were one of the worst offenses in the NFL, put 33 points on them. Yeah, they're not good. The Bills, they played the Bills twice last year. They didn't even punt. I mean, what? Yeah, they're not. Uh, come on. They're not going to compete. And then, um, okay, let's, let's. they did Mac Jones wrong. They brought Mac Jones back, gave him three possessions. His man's been out for a month. Gave him three possessions. He throws a bad pick. And then the fans are chanting, zappy, zappy, zappy. Zappy got zaps on. They put him in. They scored two touchdowns, back-to-back possessions, and then the clown. And then he just looks horrible. Yeah. Now he, he led him to two touchdowns, but also he was that the guys was like thirty yards open, wide I mean, there open. Was nobody <laughs> he was wide open, and he still almost overthrew him. Like he, the receiver he was so bad, the guy had to turn around, catch the ball, fall on the ground, and roll into the end zone. Yeah, like wild, there's around. literally nobody around him. And he had to perform an acrobatic catch just to catch this ball, but like I said, I mean that's I don't. It doesn't matter who's at the quarterback. They're you, terrible. They're just not. Yeah, they're not good. Um, Zeppi won two games as Mac, when Mac was out, but it was also against the Lions, who've only won one game, and the Browns, who have only won three games, and they lost to the got blown out by the Bears, who had won what two games over that point, three games. They're just not a good team. Let's go to a team that is good, the Dolphins. Incredible. Um, they almost, The Lions jumped out on them. I thought I was like, man, the Lions are going to whoop the Dolphins because yeah. the, the Dolphins' defense could not stop them at all. Yeah, it's amazing what happens to a young quarterback when you put weapons around him and you actually give him a guy that knows how to call plays with Mike McDaniels. Get rid of Brian Flores. You bring in Mike McDaniels. You get Tyreek. Tyreek and Waddle. I think Tyreek's number one in the league in receiving yards. Waddle's like four or something. They're yeah. They're literally I unstoppable. I don't know if I sent it to you. I, uh, I think it was however many yards Tyreek and Waddle have at, 
uh, combined. Yeah. It's the most yards any two receivers, like teammates, have put up in the first eight games in NFL history. Yeah, that's insane. Tyreek's on pace to break the all-time receiving yards record. All-time. And this is with a guy playing quarterback that people say is trash. Got a noodle arm back there. No, he's got – he don't have the strongest arm. He's got great anticipation. Yeah. He can read the coverages, great accuracy. He – Finally, I think he said this past week they asked him. He said he got taught how to slide. So yeah, hopefully, said he's, he's never on sliding. He's never been taught how to slide yeah. in his entire life. It, it, that's insane. He went twenty nine and thirty six. He threw for like three eighty, three touchdowns, over eighty percent. He was he was dynamic. Yeah. They just today's a trade deadline. They got Bradley Chubb, a top pass rusher. I think they're legit trying to make a deep playoff run. And I to me. They're a top three team in the AFC. They are legit playoff contenders. I could see them upsetting like the Chiefs or the Ravens, maybe sneaking the Bills. Maybe a, they got I, a good team. Yeah, I don't know. The defense got a lot of work to do. I don't know if they can sneak the Bills again. We'll see. Well, they get Bradley Chubb and then Byron Jones, their second best corner. He's coming back eventually. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It'll be fun. Football is just fun no matter what. Um, so, let's go over this week's games. We won't talk a whole lot about every game, but run over it, man. I'll tell you, we hadn't got to the game yet, but the Raiders, such a surprise. Pitiful. Terrible, man. We thought the AFC – we said it before the season. AFC – was it the West? AFC West yep. is the best division in football. No, not really. No, nah, they're actually one of the – well, they're not one of the worst. They're just pitiful. So let's start off Thursday night, Eagles, Texans. Oh, Eagles, they're Eagles. Yeah. Fly, Eagles, yeah. fly. Texans are one and five. Dolphins at Bears. Dolphins. Dolphins. Colts at the Patriots. Colts are god awful. So if the Patriots win, they probably Yeah, they, I mean they they should beat them handily. Yeah, I got the Patriots too. Chargers at the Falcons, who lead the NFC South, the Falcons. Yeah, speaking of NFC South, the Falcons that are four and four. Who is this? The Falcons and the Panthers and the Bucks and the Saints. Saints. Yeah. Horrible division. Uh, I'll go Chargers on that one. I got Chargers as well. Panthers at the Bengals, who looked god awful last night. Yeah, I, I think they bounced back. I'm going to go Bengals. Go Bengals as well. Packers, who are not good, at the Lions, who are even worse. Yeah. Not because the Packers are good, because the Lions are worse. I'm going Packers. Packers. Bills at Jets. Bills. Vikings, who just got TJ Hawkinson at the Commanders. I have him in fantasy. Hopefully that'll, that'll help get his points up. Uh, Vikings. Raiders at the Trevor Lawrence, terrible Jaguars. Yeah. Both teams are just, man, I started Derek Carr because he was going against a weak passing defense. Get you like one point. Yeah, I mean, like one point. One point. How do you get a guy one point? That's ridiculous. I don't know. What do you got? This is hard because they're both not. They're both terrible. I mean, I I guess Raiders. I mean, yeah. Toss-up. Yeah, give me the Raiders. Seahawks at Cardinals. I, mm, I'll, I'll go Cardinals, I guess, on this. Yeah, I'll go Cardinals as well. D-Hops looked good. The two most disappointing teams probably in the NFC, Rams at the Bucks. Uh, I'll go Bucks. Uh, I don't know, man. Right, I guess Rams, I mean. This game's ridiculous. Uh, I guess give me the bugs. I don't mean I don't know. Titans at the Chiefs. Titans have really turned it around. They have. I don't think they've turned around enough yet. Chiefs. Chiefs are a twelve and a half point favorite. Yeah. I'll which I Chiefs. think Malik Willis is a starting quarterback. Ravens yeah. at the Saints. Uh Lamar Jackson hasn't been looking great as of late, but I'll go Ravens. Yeah, I got Ravens as well. Lamar Jackson's just the better quarterback. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Matt. We had a lot of fun doing that. Steven, great episode. Great week of football. So excited. The college football playoff rankings just came out. Tennessee won. Ohio State, Ohio State two. two. Georgia three. Clemson, Clemson was four. four. Michigan, Michigan five. five. Bama six. Bama six. Which is, I'd, I'd say that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Understandable. But we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We can't wait till next week. See you. See you.